TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's a game day, and it's Sabres and Flyers on MSG tonight. Did you know that, Marty, as we get set for this first meeting of the year between these two? And first of back-to-back, as they'll repeat the meeting on Friday when Buffalo returns in black and red for the home fans. So we're on the air tonight? We're on the air at 6.30 with pregame? What a horrible way to find out (laughs) that would be, right? If we thought it was on TNT and didn't show up, or if we're being misled here, and we do show up, and, and it's so like, we're not no, on no, here. It is full national. You're no, not- no, no. So it is. I can, I can um, concur that if you're listening to our show right now and you're not in the Sabers, in the Sabers, um, um, what, what would you region? say? Region. Thank you. In the Sabers region, that's your flying out to go down to Florida today. You're going to spend some day in the sun away from the snow that we got. Well, you can turn TNT and listen and watch the Sabres play the Flyers tonight. But if you're in the Sabres region, it's on MSG. It's going to be blacked out on TNT. So you've got us, which I I like better. I I like us better, Duffer. Okay, I'm being told the game will air exclusively on MSG slash MSG plus in the Buffalo broadcast market with pregame coverage. Beginning at 6.30. So Technically, pregame coverage on MSG started at noon. Noon to 1 and 6.30. So, yeah, we got a lot of coverage. We do have a lot of coverage. And look, incredibly, here we are starting a new month. And the Sabres are looking for their first set of back-to-back wins. Now, it's believed or is to be believed that the bar has been set for how they now want to play yes. moving forward, which is yes. coming off of the Colorado game. But as we know, no two games are alike. And, yeah. you, <laughs> and you are up against a team right now that is scoring more than you are and perhaps surprising a few along the way. And that would be the Philadelphia Flyers who are home ice tonight. And if you look through their top three lines, they're getting some meaningful contributions all the way through including the return of a couple of 30 goal guys in Couturier and Atkinson. So before we shift to Philadelphia, yes. how does Buffalo win back-to-back games for the first time this year? 
Okay, well, first of all, um, there has been a trend over the last five games that I noticed, and obviously the numbers, uh, you know, second that, that the Sabres are playing better in at both ends of the ice, better defensively, better offensively. They create more, they give up less. Like, that is what they need to do. And the first four games of the season, and when we did a lot of the numbers yesterday, I took the first four and then the last five kind of split the nine games in half mm-hmm. with the New York Islanders win as the first game of the last five but in the first four game of games of the season when you look at five on five play and the expected goals percentage basically you take your number of goals that you're expected to score and the number of goals that you're expected to give up and then you have a percentage of it in the first four games of the season the sabers were 27th when you look at the expected goals percentage they were six worse in the league right Mm -hmm. in the last five they're top 10 so you see what the difference has done. And it's not just wanting to score because if you want to score but give up more, you're always going to stay at the bottom. But if you want to score, have the puck and give up less, you're going to be a lot higher. So that to me is the big difference. Why did that happen? I think the change of the lines had a, a very positive effect on multiple. how the multiple, multiple change of lines have positive effect and how the the rhythm of the game was being played. You didn't have one good line going out there and then all of a sudden followed by three that didn't, you know, keep up with the with the pace. You have multiple lines that are playing back to back to back shifts that are making an impact. So with that being said, this is the farthest into a season that the Sabres have gone without winning back to back games since you want to get a, a, a guess as to when's the last time they went to game number 10 without winning back-to-back games? 07-08. No, it's actually it was 10 years after that. So the first year of Phil Housley, 2017-2018. So you missed Producer Jeff, did not did he not make it out to appear like it was a lot longer ago than that? Like, Yeah, but there's the thing. It doesn't on. matter, right? Like I'm looking at it as, well... Last year, they won game one and game two. Did they make the playoffs? No. Uh, The year 2019, 2020, they won game one and game two. Did they make the playoffs? No. Like people are like, Sabres are not winning back-to-back games. Yes, it will come as long as it's going the right direction. And for me, like what you saw the last few years was, okay, we can win back-to-back now, but there was always a a step forward, two steps back kind of situation. Can we have taken only one step back early in the season to now take two or three steps forward? Tonight's game is huge for that. Huge. Setting yourself up for the Friday-Saturday matchup, Philly, and then Toronto. But the, to get that back-to-back wins, to say, hey, we've got ourselves back to 500. I now feel like you felt uh, a few weeks ago when I baited you on a trivia question. <laughs> And kind of forced you to guess Wayne Gretzky, and it wasn't. I, well, I'm always going to guess Wayne Gretzky from now on. So uh, uh, I think you you probably should always say 1718. Whatever 17, question 18. I ask you, say 1718. The first that's, year, of Phil. That's as far back as your internet goes. <laughs> you imagine? That's as far back if as we, I want to go if back. We all had limits on how far back we could go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll give you another number since that was a bit of a surprise. Um, 2.99. Do you know what that is? 2.99 is, uh, I was going to say goals for, for the Sabres right now. It might be, but if they round it up, 
the 2.99 is the current Sabres goals against average. Okay. Heavy emphasis on the two because yes. we have not seen that in a long time. And they are 13th in the NHL entering play tonight. Okay. This in a very short and for some Sabres fans, underwhelming stretch because of the record is probably going unnoticed at the moment. If they end up in this range, what a dramatic improvement this could be from roughly 3.6 goals against last year. Again, it's super small sample size, but take it when it's presented. This is the right path. Five on five play. You've already talked about it. That's been a big reason why. Penalty kill. That's been a huge Huge. reason why. If you're throwing away goals, multiple goals every night because you can't stop on the penalty kill, obviously your goals against is going to be super inflated. But here they are. They've used three goalies. And they've actually made improvement. And I'm I'm telling you, this is like my, I apologize if it becomes like an obsessive fixation, but I need to see this continue. So that's where I'm at. So go- teams that are right now giving up about 3.6 goals against per game in the National Hockey League, Chicago Blackhawks are at 3.56. So I'm going to round out to 3.6. The New Jersey Devils, that's surprising, but they also score a half a goal more. They're at 4.1. So that's happening. Calgary Flames, Carolina Hurricanes, San Jose Sharks, Edmonton Oilers, and Minnesota Wild are teams that are giving up more than 3.6 goals against. They're not good defensively. Those teams are struggling right now. Right. Surprisingly, the Minnesota Wild has given up over four goals a game. And, Gustafson, you know, not sharp. Well, Gustafson is not sharp. And at any moment, that could flip, right? But right now, what the Sabres are doing, the last game against Colorado helps that a lot. The fact that Ukopekalukunen mm-hmm. and the team were able to put up a shut up, uh, a put up or shut up, but a shutout. Uh, and, uh, really that, that helps, but okay, that's fine because yeah. for every game that you're going to have a shutout, you're going to have a game that maybe you're going to give up six. Like so the Rangers game, up. like that just got, you know, it was just not pleasant. And it, it, it all of a sudden wow. you're starting the year with five goals against, right? Oh. And, and, and now tonight against the Flyers. I mean, we expect Ukopeka Lukanen to go mm-hmm. in the game. Devin Levi will probably back up. Uh, you know, we'll get their only option. Is Devin only Cooley option? is start Devin Cooley starting for the Amherst tonight. Well, they could so. always call up Michael Hauser or something, drive down to ha- Philly ha- back Hauser up. Hauser has he- been officially announced as the backup tonight with well, a probable uh, Dustin Tokarski and Tukarski. Rochester this weekend. So <laughs> let's safely assume that it is number Levi. one. Lukanen being backed up by number 27, Levi, tonight. Okay, so what is Ukopeka Lukanen up to against the Flyers? You think of the Flyers, you're going to think of John Tortorello, a team that's going to lock it down defensively and all of that. Okay, here's a stat I didn't know was going to surprise me, but more in the overall part of it all. High danger chances this year at 5-on-5. The Flyers are third in the National Hockey League in the amount of chances that they create mm-hmm. right around the goal crease. High danger. Okay. That to me, I was not expecting it. So if I'm Ukopeka Lukanen, what am I going to see in this game? Lots of traffic in front. Lots of guys banging rebounds at the net. Lots of guys getting deflection. Um, and that's not just Ukopeka Lukanen. That's going to be Dalian power. The, the decor is going to have to really be strong around the crease. That's how Philly creates offense right now. That's how they get pucks to the net. Now, that's one part of the stat that surprises me because I didn't expect the Flyers to be there. 
Here's the other part of the stat that surprises me. The top two teams in the National Hockey League in high danger chances at five on five right now, according to Natural Stat Trick, are the Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. and the Edmonton Oilers, two mm-hmm. teams that are really struggling. So again, it goes back to your point. What is more important right now in the early going of the season to create all these high danger chances and want to go offense and offense and offense or to be able to play well defensively, to give up less than three goals a game, to set that standard and then let your offense mature and take over, right? Yeah. I th- the the only outlier in the whole picture is the Vegas Golden Knights are tied with Philly for third. So you got Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Philly, and the Golden Knights and high danger chances. The Golden Knights are fantastic right now. They're the they're the, the standard for the league and the way they play. And they were horrible the other night against Montreal. It yes. was the classic we don't have a regulation loss. We're at home and we're going to try to just rely on talent to get through. Montreal was full marks for making their life miserable all night. And, you know, it could easily debated that the Habs could have won. But because Vegas is so good, and by the way, all apologies to Rasmus Dahlin, who has the longest active point streak among defensemen right now at eight games. If I'm picking the early, early, early Norris trophy, it is Shea Theodore, and it's not close. Like, holy cow, this guy... I mean, when you think of the injuries that they've already been dealing with on the blue line and their group is great, like talked about it all year last year, but there's next level of just controlling games and Theodore is doing it right now. It's so fun to watch. And but again, the defense is what their, their, their ability, their third in goals against, right? So like Vegas creates offensively and defense. That's why I say they are the standard right now in the NHL, because even when they have a bad game against the Montreal Canadians and give up a lot of chances, they won three, two. They only gave up two goals. Yeah. That's how they set themselves up. I kind of only gave up one. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other one, it was given by Aiden Hill himself. But you know, like Mark Stone's not humming along. Jack is struggling to score goals at the moment. Yeah. So like Vegas is just ridiculous. Like they're so immensely talented and the Sabres feel like they've got that balance right now. And they're up against a team that we'll dive into it more in our pregame yeah. coverage tonight at 630 on MSG. Uh, Dan and Razor, of course, have the call at seven um, here on MSG as well and on WGR Sports Radio 550. But when you look at how this is one of the more exciting aspects. And by the way, it's a double game night. Like if you're wanting to go to a game tonight, I would encourage you to get to Blue Cross Arena as the home side Amherst are taking on Syracuse in the never ending rivalry yeah. that you were witness to its playoff finale last year, game five. And, and what a memory that was. So Amherst and Sabres going simultaneously tonight, and we bring that up as always because of the constant, uh, I don't know, fluid nature of the rosters going back and forth and the depth that we speak of organizationally. And tonight it's Brandon Byro's second ever yes. opportunity to play in the NHL. But what gets me super excited for this is the opportunity for Byro minutes-wise. And if he does, in fact, quality play, of minutes, play yeah. this out with Tage Thompson and Jordan Greenway, this, I know no two situations are alike, but I've heard so many old veteran hockey people over the years just wish that when someone is excelling at the American League level, that they be given a chance to show that 
when they come to the NHL level, as opposed to automatically getting slotted in to four to six minutes a game on the fourth line. And I understand the structure and how things work, but we saw enough of what Brandon Byro was capable of in the last three years with Rochester, and especially, most importantly, in his training camp and preseason this Mm -hmm. year. And I'm really excited for his opportunity tonight. One of the better Sabres slash Rochester Americans in training camp this year. And that's why he's getting the call up right now. And also the fact that he deserved the call up last year and he was injured when the Sabres needed bodies. And, and unfortunately he missed his chance to come up to Buffalo and play. Now, when we talked to Vinny Prospel, assistant coach of the Rochester Americans yesterday, he said that I hope Byro gets good minutes and now looking at the lines Looks like Byro's going to go with Thompson and with Greenway. But does that mean that there is a power play two opportunity for Brendan Byro in the game? Like that, because Vinny Prospel talked about how smart he was, how he can play in all situations. And if you can do that at the AHL, most often you can also do it at the NHL because when it comes to power play and penalty kill, it's about setup. It's about understanding passing lanes, understanding positioning, um, leverage. It, that's what it's about. Five on five play at the NHL level is a lot faster than at the AHL. And knowing when to make the play, when to take a chance, when to be able to beat somebody one on one, it's totally different. But the special teams, they remain the same. Somebody that's a power play specialist in the American League will become a power play, a good power play specialist in the NHL if given that opportunity. Think of, you know, Victor Olofsson and how he was on the power play in Rochester. Think of Yuri Kulik when he comes up to Buffalo at some point. Like that should be, hey, you're on the power play. Why? Because you have that skill set. And to me, uh, if Byro's given that opportunity, we should see him really shining in that, that department. As mentioned, Dan and Razor have the call tonight. Dan's joining us now from Philadelphia to give us a little update on what uh, head coach Don Granado may have just said about tonight's matchup and its important nature and or who's in the lineup tonight. Dan, how are you? Yeah, good, guys. How are you? Uh, I will preface that um, in getting here to speak with you on time. I've not heard from Don, so any news that you see um, with regards to lineups and stuff like that, um, we did talk with um Mike Bales a little bit uh about uh UPL and if he gets to start tonight what uh you know what kind of game he's kind of grown himself into um I know that uh Biro is um an issue that we looked into this morning at the rink is to you know getting confirmation as to whether or not he's going to be in the lineup I by the way he was looking at the skate this morning guys and just there was you know there weren't any line rushes it was more just situational given that it was an optional a lot of guys are out there um, but just want to preface that I did not myself hear from Don yet this morning. So, what uh, what did Mike Bell say about uh, Uko Pekalukin? And I, I mean, in what you can talk about, obviously, some of it yeah. is uh, you know the, the the conversations with coaches. Um, you got to you know sort through it all. But what did he like about against uh, Colorado, and what is he looking forward in this game? Well, you know, and it's an interesting in when you're asking coaches about goaltenders, obviously you're careful about um uh, and then certainly understanding that anything that um someone's working on in their game specifically, whether it's a location, Marty, as you know, or certain aspects to their game, those secrets aren't going to be tipped off to anybody. But one thing that we I do want to clarify was just basically his his mental setup, his mindset. You know, obviously a three goaltender system in the NHL is not something that 
people grew up with. It's something that's there now and it's prevalent with many, not many, but certainly a few teams around the league who are able to carry yeah. three or feel they need to carry three. So it's kind of a, it's, I don't want to say it's a norm, but it's there now. So that, that aspect of it, you know, one thing that Mike did say to us this morning is that the only mindset you can have is, is that if you're in that, that night, you're the number one goal. You can't think about, you know, Hey, I feel like I've been bumped down to number three on the depth chart or, um, I'm, you know, constantly waiting to get my turn. When you get the net, it's your net, you're number one, that's your mindset. And he thinks that UPL has done a, a really good job in growing into that. Also, in fairness to his progression as a goaltender and, you know, working whatever it is in his game to a better point uh, where he can get to a level where he has at other levels of the game is that, you know, he hadn't seen a lot of starting assignments generally for his career and and different things have happened, whether it be uh, pandemics or three goalie systems or uh, health on any given day that he thinks for the amount of time that UPL has played, that his progression is right on schedule, that the things that he needed to correct, the things he needed to address, whether it be game day preparation, whether it be off season maintenance preparation in his own body, um, you know, everything from diet to preparation, mental, all of that stuff he thinks is right on schedule for UPL. So, I know it's easy to think about being bumped down to whatever you feel you are um, looking from the outside in on a depth chart, but at the end of the day, every time he's had the net, he's looked better, and certainly an ending last year with two wins and really having to wait to get back at it, uh, to me anyway, he's, he's looked really good in the nets. Um, you know, perfection and goal, as you know, is... <laughs> That's something everybody could achieve. There'd only be one goalie in every team playing every game. But I, I myself certainly have have liked what I've seen in the growth of his game. Um, Colorado was a good game in front of him too, and he'll need that tonight against Philly if he is indeed going to get the net. What about Rasmus Dahlin? Uh We discussed like uh, point streaks, right? Like Panarin as a. Uh, started a season nine game, I believe, point streak. Uh, you got uh, Willie Nylander, but Darlene's got an eight game point streak. Um, and, and he's found the net a couple of times now. So what have you seen out of Darlene that has been able to show some consistency in his game? Well, uh, flashing back to his start from last season, as this year's kind of grown into, you know, still the start of the campaign, but certainly what we saw last year where he was aggressive in finding shot lanes and taking shots and having a go. Um, the play at the blue line is something once in a while where you watch his talent succeed. And at the same time, you're hoping there's coverage there because it's a very thin line that you're dancing on sometimes when you're making those plays that he is so good at. But obviously for him, it's no secret. We all know this because we've been in the discussions about where it starts for him in killing plays in his own zone. And then when he gets the puck back from his partner or whether it's a forward, who's the first forward back to help him with that first outlet pass, get it back on the stick. And then he leads the rush up the ice. That's where he can back teams off a little bit. So I think his ability to create space for some of the forwards on the team is really starting to show again. Um, and just his confidence level. We know he's got the skill and the talent. And I think that he's the type of player, Marty, that when he gets in a groove, he stays in that groove for a little bit. And, you know, it's a little bit like a goal scorer. It's interesting because he's a defenseman that can have an offensive role, but at the same time is utmost importance to this team really is killing plays down on the corner and, and, you know, not being stuck in your own end and getting the play up the wall or, or to that first forward coming back. So I see the confidence growing again, maybe shaking off. I'm not going to say he had early season rush, but if there was any uh, last couple of games, at least for me, how he's attacking the game, 
um, and managing the game is Rasmus that we saw last year. What do you expect from the Flyers? They started the season three one and one, and then they went one and three in the last four. Obviously, losing seven four to the Ducks and then three two to the Carolina Hurricanes, a game that um, the Flyers felt like they they had control of. Um, what do you see from the Flyers, and and what do you expect from them tonight, and and also on Friday night because we're seeing them back to back here on Wednesday Friday. Yeah, well, they're they're going to come at you. I know it's cliche to say, but uh, I watched Carolina game, and they were definitely all in on that one until the the late the later goal got them. But they were they go to the net. That's one thing. Rob and I were just talking about that in the car about you know what the Sabers have to do here to be and not only playing your own game, but what do the Flyers do? So they're they're not going to be you know pretty drop passes here and there. They're going to come crashing in the zone. They're going to try to get to the front of the net and. You know, halfway first goal was a, a tip coming out of the corner there. I believe it was Deloria that got on the puck. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, that's just hard work coming in. And after the game, John, John Tortorella's direct quote was, we worked our A-double-S-S off. We just didn't capitalize on our chances. So even had Morgan Frost come back in the lineup, and he looked like a better version of himself. Um, you know, he's been a bit in and out over the last couple of years with the Flyers, but he got back in, and he certainly, I think, held his position. Uh, we'll see what the Flyers lineup is going to be tonight. Um, been searching all over for it. Haven't seen much aside from apparently will be Carter Hart and goal. So, um, yeah, I expect it's going to be um, the Flyers coming at you and the Sabres. I think the big thing for Buffalo tonight, Marty, would be the counter. I mean, once you take mm-hmm. care of their push, you, you counter them. You hit them back with your own speed and, and skill. I think the amount of skill on the Sabres um, obviously can – you know, can counter any team in the league. It's it's surviving that first punch that you're going to take. And if you defend it well, then you're off to the races. Free game tonight at 6.30. Dan and Razor with the call just after 7. Dan, thank you. All right, guys. Have a good day. And we continue right after this. It's Hockey Fights Cancer Night coming up. It's November 10th at uh, Key Bank Centre, and we want you there. It's Minnesota in town, 7 p.m. start. All fans in attendance to receive a Hockey Fights Cancer scarf. Get your tickets now at sabers.com slash HFC. We'll be on site at Roswell Park tomorrow for a special edition of Sabres Live in advance of our annual Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Lots to get to around the NHL and Sabres-specific and Amherst-specific with another Pro debut happening in Rochester tonight. Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.